Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. going down. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of What's Going Down here on Patreon without the ads or on our main feed. My name is Kenny McIntosh, joined as always by Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Kenny, yeah, I'm alright. How's yourself? Good, yeah. There's a bit of sun outside, which is, you know, and it's not dark at four o'clock anymore, which is nice. I think when, you, I think when, I think when, you, when it's light till after five, you start to feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. The winter <laughs> is... Leaving us, which is good. So well, let's face it, it's been pretty mild, hasn't it? Apart from that really bad part, uh, there was like a really cold spell at the beginning of December. Apart from that, it's actually been all right. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, there's there's usually a last ditch thing late February, early March. That's when the latest kind of bad bit of weather is. But I mean, to be, see, to be honest, for me, as long as it's light later, I'm happy because then you can take the dogs out later. You can do more. So, before you know it, it'll be light at nine o'clock at night. So Exactly, Kenny. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about the wrestling. Obviously, we talked about the big press conference, the kickoff on Thursday. Uh, so, on SmackDown on Friday, Triple H was on the show. He came out first. Uh, we had Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis in the ring. And he said that, basically, basically he kind of referenced The Rock and said, you know, he's the man in charge. He's the people. The, he's the person. The answers come from. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, who else tries to assert their authority? 
So he dig at the rock there, and then he passed the, the mic over to Nick Aldis, who said that it was time to discuss who's going to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and his challenger is going to be determined at Elimination Chamber, but there's going to be qualifying matches. Adam Pearce announces all the people, because there's going to be Raw and SmackDown people in those chamber qualifiers, and we're going to have the first one right now with Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. Uh, what did you make of Triple H on the show as a follow-up to the day before? Not Triple H, Kenny. Paul Triple H Levesque. Sure. Yes, for Nick, semantic get that purposes. Title right. Yes, Mr. Levesque. Next thing you'll be calling, you know, the, the Young Bucks, Nick, Nick and Matt Jackson. You can't do that. Well, I've been trying my best to, to continue calling them Matthew and Nicholas, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a working pro. Do you remember how long it took us to stop calling Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan? Oh. That was tough. Oh, and you know what? He's not long for AEW, and you know where he's going. <laughs> you know his destination, and you know what that means? Name change. So we'll have to start again. I don't know. But anyway, getting back to your question. Yeah, I thought it was, um, it felt like a very big start to the show, didn't it? I mean, this was, I mean, this episode of SmackDown drew 2.578 million viewers. I think it was the highest viewing figures in like six months or something. Yeah, I think August was the last time they got a number that high. Yeah, I mean, the previous week had had actually, um, you know, I think the previous weeks had had done well as also 2.469 million viewers. So there was a hell of a lot of interest, obviously, after the kickoff event had occurred. So they were really building on that here. I mean, it felt good that they had, you know, Adam Pearce there, Nick Aldis there. I mean, these these guys aren't getting on much at the moment, are they, Kenny? No. You know no. what I mean? They're on the road constantly. <laughs> and it feels like, you know, it feels like it's all, all hands on deck. You know, that's a bit of a WWE cliche. And I apologise for that. And, um, yeah, so the confirmation was that, you know, Roman Reigns will be defending the undisputed title against Cody Rhodes. At WrestleMania, you know, just to eliminate any confusion over what may or may not have been arranged or decided or announced. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was good that they just got the word out there that Elimination Chamber will be used to determine Seth Rollins' opponent at WrestleMania. I mean, and understandable as well that they would make such a production out of spelling this out, Kenny, because it had been a bit of a weird two weeks, hadn't it? Let's be honest. Yes, it's constantly cheap. Because I think the thing is, the thing that people are, and I understand that the, the one thing that doesn't really make sense, uh, the whole angle that we've had, and and you know, even on Raw it doesn't really make sense, is we've not really heard why Cody Rhodes was going to step aside. That is a, a kind of big plot point that we've not really had the answer to. So that makes me think there was changes made to what was going to happen. Everyone will see a punk injured at the Rumble. That was another change. Um, but, you know, they've, they've pivoted. Um, I hope we do get the answers to what why Cody changed his mind, even if it wasn't the plan. Can you remember last year there was the whole thing of why did Brock Lesnar attack Cody? And we just yeah. never really got an answer no, as to why didn't. that happened. Um, you know, I know they're doing well and everything, but, like, you know, you shouldn't really be leaving gaps that big in the storylines. Um there was the one last year with Brock and Cody, and now if Cody was going to step aside, I think you do need to kind of hit that in a promo as to why was he going to step aside? Why did he change his mind? Yeah, um, I mean, the explanation to me is it was a setup all along between Cody and Rock. That's the That, to me, should be the explanation, you know, the day after WrestleMania on the Raw after WrestleMania. 
-hmm. after the rock turns heel on the oh, sorry not heel turns face on the bloodline and sides with Cody Rhodes that's how I think this story is going to play out um and if that does indeed happen then that will be the explanation they were in cahoots all along yeah I mean that's as long as it's explained you know it doesn't need to be explained today but you know, we never got the explanation for the Brock thing, so hopefully for this one we do. But uh, I think yeah. it's a good idea to have Triple H in the show. It, you know, he had the little dig at Triple H at, at the Rock, and you know, we, but at least we know Triple H is not getting back in the ring, so you don't have to worry about people hoping that that's going to be a match. That's it, another thirty-five minute Triple H match. We don't need to worry about that again. No, and you no know, sense. they've already announced, haven't they, Roman Reigns and Rock for this Friday's SmackDown. So watch that number go even higher this week. Yeah, because later on in the show, Heyman comes in and interrupts Braun Breaker and Triple H having a conversation. And he says that he'll be here next week to speak to Triple H along with Roman Reigns and The Rock. And then next week's also a double taping, so you could end up using The Rock twice yeah. if you wanted to. So, yeah, I mean, it's... And, and then obviously there was the... The WrestleMania trailer that WWE put out on their YouTube channel, I think it was yesterday or Sunday? Sunday or yesterday, anyway. And basically, the, the video is Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes face-to-face, eye-to-eye with The Rock and Roman Reigns. So we know it's a tag match now. There's no... there's You can't, you can't really have any ambiguity about it anymore. It is a tag match that's going to happen. So, mm. you know, they're going to... They're, they're, I mean, I guess if they are doing that tag match, I like the idea that we're not having to wait a month for the rock to come back and start start kind of you know building anticipation. I, I think he should be there every couple of weeks, um, on the way to WrestleMania if this is going to be the main event one of the nights. So I hope and if he's going to embrace the the heel rock persona, that could be a lot of fun as well. Hollywood rock, oh, is pretty I, fun he's going to. I, I'm convinced he will do. He'll be there in the Bloodline, you know, dressing room. You know, which will you know is he going to be happy with the um, you know, with the catering, is he going to be happy with the decor? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, and but then will we have Roman Reigns? I'm I'm curious to see when the dissension begins between Rock and Roman Reigns. Obviously, this Friday would probably be too soon. I did suggest in last week. Oh, we need to start that. No, not yet, Finley. Give them a chance. They need to needs to be harmonious for a while. But I think there's going to be some subtle hints dropped. You know, maybe later in the month, and if not, certainly March. The all is not as it seems. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Rock and Reigns together as heels in the ring um, on SmackDown. And um, I think that's going to be it's going to be quite a moment seeing those two together. And it'd be interesting to see as well also how Rock is dressed. Is he going to wear, you know, continue to wear the muscle dress? Uh, sorry, the muscle shirt. Or is he going to dress in a different, you know, attire? Yeah, it will be interesting because he's not going to be the follower to Roman Reigns, so the, the dynamics should be pretty fun. And I do think if they're double taping next week, they should absolutely have him on both shows. There's no reason oh, yes. not to. I agree. Uh, elsewhere on the show, we did have a, a couple, a few other things. We had Bianca Belair beating Mishin and the most obvious elimination chamber qualifier outcome of the year. Um. Yeah. Pure mission that didn't stand a chance. But no. we, <laughs> we did have Bailey come out. She wanted to talk about obviously, you know, the fact that she she chose EO Sky, but uh, it ends up Dakota Kai comes out and she ends up saying, you know, asking Bailey why she's not been answering her texts. And Bailey, you know, just doesn't trust her. 
she does ask her to tell her where she stands. And then Eo interrupts, comes out with Kyrie and Asuka, and Dakota kind of gets out of the way, leaves Bailey on her own. And then Dakota gets a chair and gets in the ring. And she ended up helping Bailey clear damage control out of the ring. Crowd were chatting for them to hug, but they didn't. Um, this was a this was a, a nice sort of tangent and side wrinkle for them to go on for a couple of weeks until inevitably Dakota Kai, you know, was it was in with in it with damage control all along and turns on Bailey, we assume. Um well maybe. I mean possibly. I mean I don't know. I mean, if Dakota Kai does end up with Kyrie and Asuka and your Sky, I mean, she could be their spokesperson. So maybe that's the reason why she'll be with them. Maybe that would be the explanation why yeah. she did that. And and in a way, that would be you know very practical for her to turn on Bailey, so she could do most of the talking um, for the other three. Um, and yeah, maybe that will be it. Because, I mean, there's a lot of very obvious title changes coming at WrestleMania. And this Bailey E or Sky one also seems quite obvious. And you would think ordinarily Bailey would defeat E or Sky. But if Dakota Kai costs her the match, then you know that would be that would be that would protect Bailey, wouldn't it? And you know, also I don't think many people would I don't think people would say, oh, WrestleMania is a disaster because Bailey didn't win the belt. Obviously, I think most people would say that WrestleMania would be a total flop if Cody Rhodes doesn't end Roman Reigns' uh, title run. But I don't think that many people are really sort of hung up on Bailey having to win the belt there. So, yeah, maybe, maybe actually, maybe you're right, Kenny. Maybe that is how it will play out. Um, and Dakota will. Because here, of course, she sided with Bailey, saved saved her from um, Kyrie, Asuka, and Eo with a chair. And people were chanting, hug it out. Um, but Bailey, you know, and Dakota didn't weren't ready to go that far yet. I mean, let's not rush the story. Maybe that'll be next week or the week after. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you could be you could have something there, Kenny. Maybe Dakota Kai is is gonna double cross Bailey in the big match at WrestleMania. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, and I think I think also for Bailey, I I wouldn't say she should be worried, but I do think that she's probably one of the people where if there's a, if they decide there's too many title changes and they want to not do one, she might be the one that doesn't get it at WrestleMania. But yeah, we'll but, but also look at the story. If she defeats Eosky at WrestleMania, that's kind of the end of the story, isn't it? 
Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, as long as there is a story to, like you say, if it's to quote a turn on or whatever, there's something that is interesting. Um, I do wonder eventually who's going to have Bailey's back. I assume it's going to be Naomi and maybe somebody else. Because you'll probably need to do multi-women matches after WrestleMania to kind of even the odds, but we'll see who that ends yeah. up being. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, this is an obvious spot for Sasha Banks, but it looks like she's heading to AEW. Yes, Mercedes is probably, is going to be making her debut on March 13th in their Boston show. So um, I should mention as well, we've got two elimination chamber, uh, men's elimination chamber advancements because Drew McIntyre beat AJ Styles in the opener and Randy Orton beat Sami Zayn in the main event. Uh, and then afterwards, Drew was kind of staring down Randy Orton. What did you make of these two matches and the, I would say, fairly obvious results of who was going to go through? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, uh, I think Drew versus AJ Styles was the uh, better of the two matches. Um, LA Knight was on commentary and, um, you know, he had some interaction with AJ Styles. You know, there was obviously serious friction there and it was a distraction from Knight, which really cost Styles the win in the match storyline that they told. Um, Styles had Drew pinned as the referee was preventing Knight from entering the ring and then Styles was yelling at night and then turned round and Drew hit a uh, surprise Claymore for the one, two, three. Um, so yeah, Drew was obviously going to win the match because to me, he feels like it's really got to be him versus Rollins at WrestleMania. It's got to be, but Drew's got to sign that contract extension first. And as for Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn, going to say Kenny was expecting more from this match. Um, you know, I think Orton won quite easily. Um, the most surprising thing about the match, and they did mention this on commentary, was that Orton did a top rope superplex. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, the back must be in pretty good shape to yeah. move like that. That's he, eased himself, he eased himself back in, but now he seems to be going full force. I think part of the reason for me that the Sami Zayn stuff, it's not bad, it's, it's decent enough, but I think he's quite cold as a babyface at the moment. And he's quite kind of low down the list of people. So I think it's, I think if this was Sami Zayn of nine months ago in this position, I think people would be way more into it. But, you know, Orton's a hotter act because he's come back recently. Um, you know, guys at LA Knight are hotter than him. So, yeah, I don't really know what they do with Sami. I think you are probably right that if, you know, if Drew, I think if Drew doesn't re sign, you know, he might be facing Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. That might be something yeah. that they're setting up because. On SmackDown and Raw, they're really going for the idea that Sami Zayn is kind of down in his luck, which seems like it's going to lead somewhere, but we don't really know where that is. But He'll turn. That's where it's going to lead. I predicted this some months back. Uh, yeah, jumped the gun on that one. But yeah, he's going to turn. Zayn, Zayn will turn, if not before WrestleMania, I think um, on the Raw after WrestleMania, possibly on Cody Rhodes. There you go. You've heard it here first. Um, let's move on to Raw because there was loads of stuff on Raw last night in Lexington, Kentucky. We opened the show with a six-man tag of Imperium against Jey Uso and The New Day and the crowd were, crowd were very into this match. They were uh, very into Jey Uso who ends up getting the the win here by pinning Vinci and we find out later that's going to lead to Jey Uso and Gunther next week. So we talked about when is that match going to happen had they managed to get Gunther's passport sorted out. But Paul Levesque didn't have time to go to the passport office, Finn. He was too busy in Vegas with The Rock. So the match is going to be on Raw next week instead. 
That's it. He didn't go down there and sit there all day and in Liverpool or wherever it is, America's equivalent of the passport office <laughs> uh, to sort it out. And yeah, it feels like this match would have taken place at Elimination Chamber if Gunter could have gone there, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. It sort of feels too big for TV, this match. And maybe Jay versus Gunter will be a non-finish. I'll be, I would be fine with that, by the way. And um, I thought this match, this six man started really well. And, and then it sort of took a different direction when it came down to Jay versus Gunter. And Gunter was hilarious here as a heel, just doing all the heel stuff, just to make Jay shine and just backing off and avoiding him and then finally wrestling him and then just mocking the crowd. And uh, it was really funny. And then in the end, of course, it was Jay who had to win because... As we now know, Jay is going to face Gunter next uh, next week on Raw. Uh, so Jay then pinned, as you said, Giovanni Vinci. Um, but yeah, this match was a barrel of laughs, loads of fun. I think you know, quite you know, some light-hearted moments, and you know, some serious stuff as well. And um, yeah, Jay versus Gunter. I, I'm really looking forward to the match. But I would actually urge WWE, you know, to give us a non a non finish here, non finish we want. Because Jay, there's no way Jay should be doing jobs on TV just before or, I mean, the thing is, what could happen is it could be that he's about to win the Intercontinental title and Jimmy Uso costs him. Maybe that's the setup to their WrestleMania program, which we assume is going to happen. Yeah, 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 that'll be um, fine. As long as it, yeah, there's some sort of distraction or interference or, you know, it needs to be a tainted win for Gunter. You yeah. know, it can't be a clean win like the like the Kofi match. I don't really did. Kofi, any favours at all? Two nights after Raw Rumble? No, no, I'm with you. Um, we also had a Elimination Chamber qualifier with Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed, and Bobby Lashley won this one, but you kind of feel a bit sorry for Bronson Reed because the Chamber's going to be in Australia, his home turf. But, uh, you know, maybe they didn't want to put him in there because they thought he was going to get too much of a reaction in his home country. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, felt, I felt quite bad for him that he didn't get in. Well, you would, you know, you sort of hope that Bronson Reed and Grayson Waller have a role, have roles on the show, don't you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, Rhea's so. obviously on the poster and she's a bigger star than either, so that's fair enough. Um, but Bronson Reed and Grayson Waller, I don't know what they're going to do, but hopefully they'll do something on the show. I mean, what about the video of Bronson on the way to the ring looking like King Kong smashing all the buildings? <laughs> Um, I mean, I th- I, yeah. Hopefully, he does have a role, and even if it's him against Grayson Waller, put them in a match. You know, it's... well, yeah, exactly. Let the audience decide who's the face. I think it'd be Bronson, and that could even be his face turn. I mean, yeah. I think he's a likable guy. Um, I don't really see. I don't really feel like he's going to go much further as a heel, but as a face, maybe he could really take off. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this match actually was really well received. I thought the action was good. Fans were so into it, and um, you know, in the end, Lashley scored the pin, and that was the right outcome as well. So, oh, obviously, obviously, B Fab is now a member of Bobby Lashley's Bobby Lashley's crew. So that was a long time coming. I know that uh, last week wasn't it the fight with the final testament angle when yes. she kicked uh, Scarlett, wasn't it? Was that last week? He was, wasn't it? It was. Re- it was recently. I fi- I find that as soon as something happens between Carrying Cross's crew and Bobby Lashley's crew, it immediately it immediately leaves my brain. It's like my brain says this isn't important enough to retain. So in six months, you could say, who was the female member of Bobby Lashley's crew? And it would take me a while to remember it was B-Fab. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't leave any lasting memory. 
Uh, no. I mean, no. back, when there's so much wrestling, you can only really retain so much stuff. And, you know, maybe BFAB, BFAB's inclusion is, is just below the list. Um, but <laughs> uh, another big thing we had on Raw was Cody Rhodes came out for a promo and he, you know, talked about how he, he, he's not going to get emotional because that would make him a crybaby. And then, you know, people are chatting, Rocky sucks. And he said that, you know, um, he basically said he was going to hit the rock back. We showed, he showed a clip of the Pat McAfee show when Co- Rock had talked about the Cody Crybabies and talking about the nuggets that, you know, these Cody Crybabies are eating and then they're shoving them up their ass. And he's asking Pat McAfee, you know, what am I supposed to do with these nuggets? And Pat's like, I think you're supposed to shove them up your ass. And basically Cody says, you know, you slapped me in public when I didn't do anything to, you know, defile you. Uh, so, you know, it was malevolent and you hit me, which means I'm going to have to hit you back. And then Seth Rollins comes out and he does this big speech about, you know, well, Cody thanks him first of all. And then, you know, he says, yeah, I know you've got to finish your, your story, Cody, but, uh, you know, you're not just going to be dealing with Roman Reigns, you're going to be dealing with the whole bloodline, including, you know, The Rock, and offers to stand beside him. and says, you know, he's he's got the, you'd be suited to being Cody's shield, he was an architect, now he's a visionary, and he basically says he would have Cody's back, and that's the way that we end the segment. So the the seeds of this tag team match continue to build. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, Cody Rhodes talked about, you know, upcoming match, and, you know, the deck stacked against you even worse this time, you know, because Rock will be in Reigns' corner. So, yeah, Rollins said to him, you know, what's your plan? You got screwed last year. And um, he could have mentioned there everyone's got screwed in basically every title defence that Roman Reigns has made. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, Rollins said, you do not have to fight this battle alone. Uh, Rollins said that he was uniquely suited to be Rhodes' shield. I mean, I wonder how long it took him to come up with that line. I thought that was kind of cheesy, really, Kenny uniquely suited to be Rhodes' shield. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of goodwill at the moment towards these two people. So even though the line wasn't that great, people did react to it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think Rollins, lots of people were saying, well, Seth looked like, um, you know, B-plus player at the kickoff event last week. And some people were even saying that The Rock outshone everyone, which I suppose to an extent he did because... He's a bigger real world star. But I thought Rhodes and Reigns, you know, more than held their own. And when it was their time to step up and say their lines, people really did react to them. And Rollins was there in like, you know, a minor role, a supporting role, wasn't he? He couldn't have, if he tried to take a larger role than he did, it wouldn't have made any sense. No. So, I mean, it's, you know, in a sense, it was time for Rollins to step up here and really exert or assert his um, authority. And like, I'm here for you, Cody. I can be a big part of this. I can help you counteract all these, you know, outside influences or distractions or, you know, run-ins from other people. So, you know, he stepped up and, you know, offered to have Cody's back in this big match. Um, and I think he will be involved, you know, on the night. But I mean, I'm I'm sticking with my prediction, Kenny, that it's going to be the Rock in the end who who really, you know, costs Reigns the title. Not in such a way that it looks like Cody doesn't win it fairly, but I mean, in a way where he's not cheating to help Ro- uh, Reigns win. 
Yeah. I almost wonder if, because I think that probably will happen, but I think that, because obviously Seth has been kind of used a bit as a punching bag in this feud, you know, essentially his, his title's worthless, but I think that one of the ways they could kind of help him is I would give him the pin on night one in the tag match because, you know, Cody's going to get it the next night. He doesn't need it. And if you're going to set up somewhere the Rock's going to, the Rock and Reigns implode, you know, it'd be a nice moment for Seth to get. His, I mean, his character is, I don't love Seth Rollins' character. It's 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 quite, it's just not my kind of character. But I think when he gets serious, he's good and he's obviously a great wrestler. But yeah, yeah. I think I think he I think giving him the pinfall in night one would be a a nice way to you know sort of repay him being the clear and by a country mile number four in this scenario. <laughs> well, I I mean I can't say I can't see Reigns and Rock doing I can't see Reigns losing two matches on two straight nights. So I don't think that's going to happen. And in many ways, I think Rock and Reigns have to win because Cody needs to have that you know pull battle thing going on. You know, the insurmountable odds that there's no way he can overcome them. And then when he does on the night, he looks even more heroic. So I have to disagree with that booking suggestion there, Kenny. Well, there I'm you afraid. Go. We'll see who's laughing last after well, WrestleMania we 4. We will. We will. But I'm with <laughs> um, you on Rollins. Rollins needs, you know, he needs, in some ways, I think if Drew does resign, and really Drew needs to let WWE know if he's serious now, between now and Elimination Chamber. Doesn't he? He's got well, it. They, they, they need to. They, they need to be like, here's here's the final date. You know, yeah. if you don't resign by this date, this, I mean, but we're gonna know if if he wins. To me, if he win, if he's resigned, he's winning the chamber. Yeah. If he doesn't win the chamber, then he's not resigned. It's a he's the clear guy who you think is gonna win it. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope he does. I hope he does resign. I think he's been doing really well, and long may it continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, you'd be a fool to leave. I mean, given what he's got going right now with the T-shirt sales, you know, the character is it's never been better. You know, he's in his prime physically still. He can still do everything. He knows how to do everything. He can play any character. And, you know, he can be champion for many, many months post-WrestleMania. So, you know, if Drew were to leave right now for AEW, I, I, I would just be like, I'd just have my, my head in my hands, to be honest, Kenny. But, I mean, it's his decision. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, if he did, if he did leave, selfishly, I'd be happy to get a tour with him. But that's not that's not that's not a reason for him to to leave, you know. But um, we'll, 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 well, we'll yeah. see. We'll, so you're uh, actually rooting for him to leave, aren't you? I am. I am. Be honest. I, I'm rooting for him to leave for a short period of time, so I can do a tour with him. You can interview him for the mag, then he can go back. I think that's fair. Right. I think that's okay. a fair trade. Is that but, a win? Uh, is that a win-win-win? A win-win. It's a triple win. They're very rare triple wins. So um, anyway, we'll move on. So Liv Morgan beat Zoe Stark in an elimination chip qualifier again. Very obvious, and you know Morgan's just come back, so it's a good spot for her to be in. And yeah. Yeah. things don't look good for Zoe, do they? No, no. I mean, but, you know, the thing is, in WrestleMania season, when you've got so much talent, you can only push so many people. Yeah, you know, it's been it's one of the things that I think has been tough for AEW. I actually thought that last week's two shows were really good, but I think overall what they've what they've done sometimes is try and push too many people at one time, and then you know nobody really gets anywhere. But with WWE, it's like you know Liv Morgan's clearly on the B bracket of the women, and Zoe Stark is unfortunately on the D. So um, yeah. Anyway, so we then had uh, we had 
JD McDonough getting a win over R Truth on the show. The comedy continues. Um, I mean, I, I, I do wonder if this R Truth stuff is going to keep the steam to WrestleMania. Maybe. But I don't know. I, I, it's 50 50 to me whether it's going to stay hot enough to, to be on WrestleMania. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it feels to me like it's going to be Truth and Miz versus Balor and Priest at Mania. And but you're right. I mean, there were there were cracks were appearing here, and Truth just didn't look that good in this match. And I'm not blaming JD for that because I think he's really good in the ring. And Truth just seemed a little bit off. Um, well, he's also I just. Mean, I mean, for the most part, he has a he's just a comedy guy in the sense yeah. of he's not known for having these great matches. So you know, maybe is, is it asking too much of him to be in a spot like this? I mean, I think the other thing that's a problem is the Miz. Uh, is not at his best either. You know the 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 Miz has been has been better. I mean, obviously, the, you know, obviously that horrible story about Maurice came out over the weekend that she's you know going for a hysterectomy, following pre cancer stuff. You know, obviously we wish all the best to her and that she gets through that and is able to get get rid of everything. But um, but on on screen, I think I'm I'm hoping Miz can. Pull his weight a wee bit more in the team because for for there to be a believable moment at WrestleMania, then win the titles, they need to get a bit hotter than they are. Yeah, they do. I mean, I've got to say that you know DIY ran in afterwards because I mean, you know JD scored the win here, rare win for JD. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, um, G- uh, Judgment Day fought with Our Truth, and Our Truth was doing well against Balor and Dominic and JD until Damian Priest clobbered Truth. And then uh, all of Judgment Day beat Truth down. And then DIY, they ran in with chairs for the save. Um, So, I mean, that's a good spot for DIY because they just lost the match, haven't they, to Pete Dunn and Tyler Bates. The qualifier match. So Dunn and Tyler Bates will face Balor and Priest at Elimination Chamber. That happened on SmackDown, didn't it, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good spot for DIY here, um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, a big, another big, big segment on Raw was Becky Lynch coming out to talk about Elimination Chamber. She was interrupted by Nia Jax, who sort of says, "You know, I know we've got our differences, but you know." And then Nia Jax does this like obviously phony, sincere, sincere speech. To, to, yeah, to disingenuous, wasn't it? She yeah. said, oh, no, I, if I ever become a mother, I'm, um, I hope I'm half the woman you are. You know, yeah. if my mother was, you know, half the mother you are, I'd be fortunate. And um, she was going on about this. And Becky Lynch wasn't buying any of it, was she? Yeah, she 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 was not in any way uh, falling for this. And, and then, you know, and then Rhea Ripley came out and she went well, after Well, Jax just, then she, Jax turned, didn't she? And she said, you know, she got serious and said nothing was going to stop her from beating Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber. And if Becky Lynch were to win the Elimination Chamber match and qualify for a title match at WrestleMania, she'd be facing Nia Jax, not Rhea. Yeah, she went serious. And then as soon as she went serious, Rhea Ripley came out. She goes after Nia hits her with a headbutt, and then they start fighting. And then uh, Becky Lynch ends up uh, hitting Nia Jax with a, a drop kick. And then, you know, we get Ripley and Lynch together. And Ripley's, Rhea sort of runs past Becky Lynch and knocks Nia off the apron with a boot. And Rhea's shouting to Nia Jax, you're going to have to kill me. And I mean, 
they're, they're setting this stuff up really well of, you know, Nyan Rhea Elimination Chamber and then the most obvious Elimination Chamber winner I think I've ever seen in any <laughs> Elimination Chamber. I, they're not even they're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> they're sort of going, here's the WrestleMania match. Becky's going to face whoever wins this other match. Oh, by the way, she is in a chamber, but it doesn't yeah. matter who's in it. She's winning it, folks. Yeah. So, so that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's it is a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, maybe maybe they just sort of think, well, what's the point of even pretending that there's going to be any other outcome? And in some ways, their honesty is quite refreshing, Kenny. You know, at least not treating us like idiots or imbeciles or whatever. You know? No, though, yeah. So very, very obvious. But um, the segment was really good. We also got Ellie Knight defeating Ivar. I- Ivar in a qualifier for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, so Ellie Knight's in there as well, which is good for him. And then we had a match set up from earlier on when Sami Zayn was moping about. Interrupted by Shinsuke Nakamura. So we get Nakamura and Sami Zayn in the main event. They go about 17 minutes. Drew came out to do the distraction, which helped Nakamura win. And then afterwards, when, you know, the heels are kind of beaten down, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes comes out to make the save. This was not their NXT TakeOver Dallas match, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this, didn't, this didn't scream to me. I feel like... If you're watching Raw live and you're kind of lagging at the end, I just don't know if Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura in 2024 is going to keep me around. But, you know, I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious where the Sami Zayn thing is going to go. I do think I do think that the Drew re-signing thing is going to affect it because I feel like if he doesn't re-sign, Sami's going to beat Drew at WrestleMania. But, yeah, what did you think of the main event? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, Zayn right now, I mean, everyone, he keeps bringing it up, doesn't he? You know, he did that interview with Jackie Redman, you know, said that he he was speaking to her when Shinsuke Nakamura appeared on the big screen and Zayn's feeling a bit like a loser because he can't win the matches anymore. And this time last year, you know, he was like as hot as he had ever been and he was heading into the biggest match of his career against Roman Reigns in his hometown. So I mean, it's that the the, the that's playing into the storyline. I think that's really good, and that's all going to be fuel for Zayn when he does do the turn, which he desperately needs to do. By the way, because he's gone as far as he can as a babyface in this company. Everyone can see that. So yeah, I mean, this match here in Nakamura, of course, they weren't going to have the match that they had back in 2016 because these two don't need to have matches like that anymore because they've moved on eight years in their lives and in, with their characters. And they don't need to kill themselves like that anymore, at least not on, in the main event of a TV show. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, Drew coming out and then the, and Cody was there as well, wasn't he, at the end? Am I imagining Yeah, that? yeah, no, yeah, he, he, because afterwards the, the heels were beating down Sammy and Cody came out to make the save. Exactly, because we're going to get Cody Drew next week on Raw, aren't we? Yes, so... Which yeah, is so massive. That, Next week's Raw is huge, isn't it, when you think about yeah, it? Yeah, Jay and Gunther, Cody and Drew. Uh, I mean, this is, this is big. This is big. Right after the, you know, Rock and Reigns on SmackDown, this is mega. You know, as you say, I'm on the go-home elimination chamber. Um, but it's also going to be, I think, telling that if Cody defeats Drew, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's not going to cleanly because... Yeah. You know, Drew's obviously a big part of Elimination Chamber and there's no way that Drew should be doing a, the job even to Cody Rhodes, um, you know, six days before, 
you know, premium live event. So um, I think that's going to be a big episode next week. Um, but all this, yeah, to me is signposting Zane to, um, you know, to the heel locker room because he's pretty much finished as a face. So, uh, and I think he's going to end up saying, you know, because Cody was earlier in the show saying, well, I still believe in you and the fans still believe in you. And Zane's going to just sort of say, well, you know, will you stop patronizing me? You know, I, you know, I don't need your help type thing. I think that's going to be his grounds for turning when he does. Yeah. Well, lots happening, uh, lots going on. And, you know, before we know it, we'll get to Elimination Chamber, which is next weekend. So that there will be plenty to discuss, which is it's funny. So myself, Mother, halfway away to Amsterdam that weekend. So hopefully I'll get a chance to see the show because it's one of those rare shows that's on during the day for us. I think it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, with it being in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like 10 a.m. UK time or something that it's on. Or, yeah, like something like that. So a, a rare, early, early, early show. So, uh, yeah, we, and we'll be back on the Monday after that. We used to talk about it because obviously when it's, when it's PLE, we like to come back a bit sooner so you're not left for days wondering what we think about it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. We'll be back. We're going to be back a little later this week because Finn's got some stuff going on in his house. So... I'm um, having some Veluxes fitted. There you go. So, uh, there's going to be lots of banging and hammering going on, and they're going to be right next to where I have all my computers set up and everything. So I'm afraid I can't record on Thursday, folks. So we'll be recording on Saturday. So Power Slam will go out on Saturday and Patreon Sunday on the main feed. Uh, so, you know, we'll, if anything big, well, I mean, the good thing about that is we can kind of, if anything big happens on SmackDown, we can give it a mention because oh. we've seen it. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll be back for that on Saturday uh, and Sunday on the main feed. So, yeah, just to give you an update on that. But there is stuff going up on Patreon every day anyway at patreon.com forward slash inside ropes. We hope you check us out there. The pre-order for issue 43. Is it 43? I'm so 42. bad with numbers. 42. 42 of Inside the Ropes magazine is now up for pre-order with big Cody Rhodes on the cover. After his Royal Rumble victory, there's loads, so much in this issue. We've got an interview with Nick Aldis. We've got a, you know, going to cover the Vince resigning in disgrace, Netflix deal, so much stuff. So we hope that you will check that out with us. And uh, yeah, that's 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 everything I think. Also, if you are one of the few people who listens to us and has not yet purchased your Power Slam 1994 yearbook, there is still limited copies left. So please do. Head over to personalmagazine.com. My other half, Steve Gunn, was was packing up new orders, a big stack of them from the last few days. So oh, fantastic. Way, well, thank you, way. everyone. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for ordering. Thank you, Mr. Gunn, for packing up those orders. Exactly, exactly. Making sure they get to you uh, with... Do you know, I think we, we, we've said it so many copies. I think we only had one, one person who uh, their copy had been damaged in the post and had the replacement copy out within a week. So Listen, they're wrapped in cotton wool, not literally, <laughs> but figuratively, you know, before they are sent out. And I can tell you here that we have chosen the cover star for the January to June 1995 yearbook, and I will be starting work on my introduction for that yearbook, if not next week, the week after. So, uh, there you, go. you know, we are, we're, we're working on it. Well, not actually working on it yet, but be, within the next two weeks, I'll be hard at work on our next uh, installment of the yearbook series. 
Um, so you shouldn't have to wait that long for the uh, January to June 1995 yearbook. We can only do six issues at a time in these yearbooks because otherwise it'd just be too big and the, you know, the spine will fail and it just won't work. So, but uh, we will be, uh, we're, we're going to be working on it very soon. And we're going to try and get that yearbook out. I'm not going to tell you when, because I don't know exactly <laughs> myself yet, but it won't be that much longer to wait. The wheels are in motion, which is, you know, which is good news. So, yeah, and we will have that out. You know, we, we we're pretty confident first half of the year. So we're going to work towards making sure that happens. I don't even know who the cover star is yet. So this is news, news to me, everybody. I'm going to have to get the scoops from Finn when we get off this. But um <laughs> But we yeah. haven't actually found a suitable photo yet. We have well found one photo, but it was a little bit too similar in the the way the person was sat down to the Bret Hart cover. So right. even though the cover star is obviously not going to be Bret Hart, it was very similar in you know in the way that it was you know the lighting of it, the position of the picture. So it needs to be noticeably different so uh but yeah we've, we've chosen who it's going to be and uh i'm really looking forward to uh to writing the intro it's gonna be i think four pages the introduction to the next one um uh, sort of similar theme to the last one but obviously twice as big yes so uh lo- lots to come this year um and yeah i'm, I'm also gonna this week we go to see the iron claw so by the time we record it the weekend we'll be able to talk about that as well uh and then our no way out review is going to be a little bit delayed as well. So that'll be early next week for the No Way Out 2004 retro review. But uh, the the Go Home Smackdown will be out either tomorrow or Thursday. So you will yeah. still have stuff to keep yourself busy. Again, that is that is down to me and the damn Veluxes. Well, afraid. the thing is, look, if you, you, you've, you've been waiting a while for this Velux. Yeah. So Over a year, they're raining in. I wouldn't have them done if I didn't need to. It's costing <laughs> a load of money and what a mess it's going to make. But it likes raining in, so what are you gonna do? You gotta preserve. You gotta preserve Finn. So uh <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll know have Velux reports on Saturday. We'll keep it to a minimum. <laughs> um, you know, and then we'll see if there's any grout chat to have as well. But we will we hope you have a good week, whatever you're getting up to, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting to you at the weekend. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.